This is the message from Connection Community Church for March 6th, 2022. Upside down, you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Upside down, that's what we're talking about today. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Again, we welcome you. We are honored and blessed that you're here today. Those of you joining us online, we are one church, many locations, and our mission is to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. We thank you for being able to connect with people um, in, I'm seeing Oklahoma and here in Middletown and different parts of our, our state. And um, God, remove any distractions that we might have so that we could be laser focused on what you would have for us today. We do pray for our world. We pray for the situation horrible situation in Ukraine, and um, Lord, we ask for divine intervention. Thank you what, for what you've already done by uh, tires flat and running out of gas and all that kind of stuff. We give you the honor for that, and now we turn to you, and we seek your will and your way as we dive into your word. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, amen. 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 So today is the first um, Sunday of a season in the church known as Lent. Now, you won't find that in the Bible. It's a construct of the church, but it's valuable. Um, Lent runs from Ash Wednesday. You know, we had an Ash Wednesday service to mark the beginning of Lent. It was a great service. It was great to get together with you. And then um, it runs from then until Ash, um, excuse me, uh, Holy Saturday, which is the day before Easter. We usually talk about the 40 days of Lent. You say, well, you add that up, it's about 46, 47. Well, that's because you don't count Sundays. They're, they're considered feast days, and so we don't count them in the Lenten, as part of the Lenten season. Anyway, Lent, uh, the, the church de- created this season in order to, um, to give us a time of preparation, to remind us that we need to prepare our hearts, our minds, and our souls for uh, Jesus' journey to the cross, to be very aware and focused on that, his, his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection. Uh, and so we, we focus especially on spiritual disciplines, not you know, we, we're supposed to always do that, but we're especially focused during this season of Lent on uh, disciplines like prayer and like um, self-examination, um, reflection, fasting. Maybe you heard somebody say, what did you give up for Lent? That's, you know, the fasting uh, in Lent. Uh, repentance, forgiveness. It's a time to consider our relationship with God, where it is, where we would want it to be, What's it going to take for us to to make that happen? It's a time to look in our spiritual mirrors and and to be honest with ourselves about what we see. And so during our Sunday morning worship times from now until Easter, 
We will be looking at some teachings of Jesus known as the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are found in the Gospel of Matthew. We have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're the teachings of Jesus. There's a, a large section, it's three chapters, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, where Jesus does some extended teaching, and it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Some of you might have heard that. And at the very beginning of this Sermon on the Mount, we have the Beatitudes. Beatitude means bless or blessing. And in more um, traditional translations of Scripture, we read in these Beatitudes, it starts like, blessed are the blah, blah, blah. Blessed, I don't mean blah, 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 actually. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I you better that. get on your knees right now. I'm telling you. Mm, Blessed mm, mm, are. And then he goes on to tell us some things that are very important for us mm, to I know. I'm going to stand over here in case the lightning comes. Ooh. We actually took a look at the very first one. Blessed um, are those who are poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We did that on Ash Wednesday. And if you weren't able to join us, you can go on our church website, justshowup.church, and there's a podcast, and you can listen to that so that you'll have the complete Beatitudes by the time we get to Easter Sunday. We think it's really ironic, though, like when we were speaking on Ash Wednesday, <clears throat> blessed are the poor in spirit, like how does that work? How are we blessed when we're poor in spirit? But then Jesus says, but theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so that's why this is called upside down. A lot of us are familiar with traditional versions of this scripture, blessed are. But we're going to um, expand a little bit and use a paraphrase along with the traditional version, the paraphrase in the message. And so, let's get started. Okay, so this is uh, Eugene Peterson's paraphrase, known as the message. <clears throat> this is Matthew 5th chapter, 4th verse, but we're just going to, for the first part here, just cover the first half of that verse. And what it says here is, you're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Again, that kind of sounds like an oxymoron. That sounds upside-down thinking, but that's what we ought. Excuse me. In my throat, there we go. Sinus. Huh? It's sinus stuff. All of us, I think, have lost something at one time or another. Uh, maybe a house key, maybe a dollar. Now, when it gets to be fives, tens, and twenties, that's when you get really nervous, you know, but, you know, a quarter, a dime, maybe a dollar, that's like the limit. Dollar, maybe you lost somebody's phone number or a, a photograph, maybe a family photograph that was important, or maybe you lost your cell phone. Or... Does anybody here ever lost a pair of socks? Okay. Has anybody lost a single sock? That's, Yeah. It's funny, they travel in pairs, but they get lost most of the time singly. It's, it's kind of wild. Anyway, um, uh, let's see where we are here. I got lost. Carrie, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. Okay. 
Anybody ever lost a, a family recipe or something like that? You know, there's all kinds of things you might lose. And, and these might be important, but they're not earth-shaking. You know, that sock, you know, you can get some more socks, you know. It, it's, you know, those are possible. But um, what we're talking about today is a little different. We're talking about those losses that are difficult, challenging, painful. These are the losses that they're talking about in Matthew 5, 4. When you've lost something that's most dear to you. Readily comes to mind is the death of a person that you're close to, right? Uh, Spouse, parent, child, sibling, close friend, might be some other relationship. And probably as I'm just saying that, Maybe it came to your mind, somebody that you've lost that was dear to you. And you know, when we say that, it seems kind of strange that we say we're blessed by that. Uh, As I've shared before, my first loss through death was when I was 13. My my good friend Chucky, who grew up with, um, um, that was a tough loss. You know, it's interesting, his his sister was here at an early service and on the way out, we got to talk, and then she said, you know, Chucky's death was a blessing. It brought their family closer together, you know. It showed them, um, her father was my pastor growing up, but it showed them that even in the midst, I mean, I know that was a tough loss on his parents. I, I know that for a fact, but they never strayed from God. You know, it was an example to the kids, to the rest of the family. And so this sister, here it is 55 years later, uh, is able to say, yeah, that was a blessing. Isn't that wild? That's what we're talking about this morning. Um, you know, in my life, I don't think any other death. <clears throat> I sometimes wonder why I don't get more upset sometimes when people close to me die. And I think part of it is because when you start, and when you're 13 and you lose, like, your best friend, uh, that's, that's devastating. And, and, and none of the others are quite that devastating after that, you know, although I have lost people dear to me, and it, and it was hurt, it was painful. Uh, my younger sister, my parents, my grandmother, aunt, uncle, you know, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, you know, you lose someone dear to you. It's, it's challenging. It's tough. And sooner or later, that does, we all experience that, and, and it's really painful, and I, I suspect right now some of you are kind of in that in that pain as you hear us even talk about this right now. There are all kinds of losses, all kinds of losses in addition to losing someone dear to us through death. Divorce is a serious loss. That's um, sometimes it can feel bad or worse. I know that when my parents divorced, it was so painful for me to be around my dad that I thought, gosh, it would have been easier if like, he you know, had a heart attack and died or something. I didn't end up thinking that because the relationship was restored and, and um, it, it was rich and wonderful. But for a time, that, that's kind of what it, it felt like. How could a loss feel, end up being a blessing? Hmm. And not just divorce. Um... You know, we encounter loss due to other broken relationships, don't we? Not just a marital relationship that's broken. Broken relationships with those dear to us. 
In the midst of our mourning, we have all sorts of relational losses and we mourn, but God is somehow able to turn those mournings into blessings. Wow. And so, that being said, loss that is dear to us goes beyond what is relational. There are all kinds of other losses. Maybe it's a job that you had been in for a while and, and you embraced it and you, you loved it and something happened and you're not in that position anymore and, and it just leaves a hole and it's confusing. It can be all kinds of things that um, we, we see or we experience and then it's taken from us, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Another, another loss would be perhaps our health. And there are all re- kind of reasons for that, but one especially is uh, as we age. You know, as we age, we experience a lot of health losses due to things we can help and things that we can't. You know, I first started noticing my losing my brown in my hair back in, I don't know, early 40s, but at least I still had the hair. Now I'm, lo- now I'm even losing that. You know, there's, I wouldn't call that health, but it is noticeable. But I'm losing my hearing. That's why I have hearing aids. I got glasses because I'm using my eyesight. Man, I had knees replaced. I've had uh, a crown. I just had a crown put on my... T- I mean, I'm falling apart, Carrie. It's all because of aging, you know? It's tough to get old. I got so distracted when he was going through the laundry list. And by the way, your daughters said five more things, but we didn't, that you didn't share. Uh, Like, how about the da 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 da? Had a couple cancer spots removed. Man, I'm falling apart. I'm losing things right and left that, trust me, they're dear to me. They're dear to me. Maybe you are too. It's all right, I gotcha. Maybe you are too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there are all kinds of losses, and there's something, a loss that happened way, way, way in the beginning with Adam and Eve. They were in the garden, and they were disobedient. They ate that apple, and so it, it, was, it was a loss of kind of paradise it, right, right, right from the beginning. Um, you know, that loss of childlike faith, child-like connect, like connection, um, and what happened with Adam and Eve is they started hiding. You know, God went out, where are you? Know, where are you? Well, God knew where they were, but they were embarrassed and they were vulnerable and they were sad, and that's when sin entered the world. And you know what's in the middle of sin, S-I-N, is I, and that's when, you know, we started that inward focus, thought maybe we knew more than God or we wanted to be equal with God. Pride entered the world eyes in the middle of pride, it kind of all boils down to that eye thing. And um, that's a loss. That's a loss. Let's go back to Matthew 5, 4, and we'll share the whole thing. The uh, message version. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then... Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. You know, our challenge many times is that it's it's only when we lose that we something we realize how important it is. Never had that where 
It's when you lose it that you realize how important it was to you. Uh, when we feel we've lost what is most dear to us, we come to realize that what is truly most dear wasn't what we lost, but that it's God. And, and, and how much we need to embrace God. Kind of like the first beatitude that we shared on Ash Wednesday, Matthew 5, 3. This is the message paraphrase. <clears throat> You're blessed when you're at the end of your rope. With less of you, there's more of God and his rule. See, in both of these beatitudes, it's when you got nothing left, when we've lost what we thought what was most important, when we have nowhere else to turn, God blesses us because it's God and God alone who we can turn to, who we can embrace, who, we can, who can bring us hope and healing. Nothing else. No one else can. Bring us hope and healing in what at the time seemed hopeless and absolutely hurting. And we say here so often, God never wastes a hurt. God never wastes a hurt. And that is especially true when we experience the loss of that which is most dear. God will be able to use that some way for our benefit and for his glory. And so Alan read the message version. I'd like to read what is perhaps more familiar to us. Matthew 5, verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And so mourning. Mourning, what, what is mourning? Mourning is an expression of grief or sorrow, and it is often associated with loss Due to death, mourning is not usually brief. It's not like a one and done. Mourning takes a significant period of time, and that mourning happens differently for each one of us. We need to have a no judgment zone when it comes to mourning and how we do it. Mourning is an important thing. In fact, um, in the Jewish culture, they might do it better than we do because they have something called shiva. It's a time of mourning um, where, um, you know, if they've lost a close relative or parent, spouse, child, whatever, and it's this time of seven days following the burial, and they call it sitting shiva, uh, where friends and family visit the mourner, the mourners who stay home and receive comfort from others. That is so important to be able to receive comfort from others. Oh, no, 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 I'm going to block everybody. I'm going to have this. Oh, I can. No, no. Mourning is so important. I've spent my whole life from, you know, 18 when I went to college till now really dealing in mourning. And because I was a nurse, you know, critical care, there's bad stuff there, and a hospice nurse for... 27 years in ministry, I mean, the whole life is kind of celebrations and mornings. And it's so important to take the time to do that because it helps us ultimately heal. We don't forget, and it still hurts, but it's important to deal with that hurt. Mm. But as we said previously, you know, death is not the only loss that we mourn. You know, as we age, 
not only did we mourn all those things I said, but we, we, we mourn the loss of our youth for various reasons. We, we mourn for those relationships that are broken, that are lost. We, we mourn for lost opportunities. You know, the I coulda, shoulda, wouldas that we missed. We, we mourn the loss of health, as I said. We, we mourn the loss of once was and will never be again. We mourn the loss of that which has been most dear to us in the past. It just occurred to me of a, a mourning that I had, and it was when, sorry, sorry about this, Alan. It's when we were empty nesters. And so Megan moved to Texas with her family, and Turner moved to college, and it was at the same time. And it was kind of too much for me. And I remember... We can we, take kind of out of that sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It was, it was a tough time. <laughs> I can remember when we were on Green Street, and I was coming down the ramp between the annex and the church, and I started crying on that ramp, and it's like I felt like I couldn't stop, and it just hit me out of the blue. And I think what I was mourning was I was no longer like this active parent of four kids, but my kids, y'all want them to fly the coop and have successful and wonderful lives, but I didn't know how to do that. And it was really hard, and it didn't mean I did not want to be with him, although he probably felt like that, but I ended up going to counseling to help me deal, and my counselor said, you're grieving, and it's legit, and just lean into it. And so that's a different kind of, of loss, but it's a loss that some of us might have experienced or are or will. Yeah, my, my counselor encouraged me to not do, keep doing the happy dance while you were around because it was the end of college payments. Yeah. You know, I, I, I didn't really mourn that. I celebrated that one, so... Yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, yeah. I think it's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. I got so just, okay. That's a different spot than first. I know, the last. How about the loss of our place in the script? Yeah. Right? Is, yeah. That, is that, does that count? All right, so <laughs> we've been talking, yeah, we've been talking about loss, and y'all are probably depressed and say, why did I even show up today? This doesn't feel good. But I am here to tell you that there is some good news. There is good news the scripture says, blessed are those who mourn because they will be comforted. That's what Jesus said. Upside down, we're sad. We will be comforted. Stick with me for a moment. We're taking a look at the Greek, what the Greek, what comforted means in Greek. And it's a word called para, parakaleo. Para, I could say it the first time. Why don't you say it this time? You give me these hard words. Yeah, there we go. Paracleo. Paracalio. Okay, that one. And that has a wide range of meanings. The meanings are to exhort, to urge, to call, to invite. It's an active kind of word, not a passive kind of word. It's encouraging. And it's inviting the mourner to be comforted in their time of loss. Here's the really cool thing. In John 14, verse 6, as Jesus is preparing his disciples for what life will be like when Jesus is no longer there anymore, um, he asks his Father in heaven, God, to give them another advocate, a counselor, another comforter. The Greek word 
for advocate, counselor, comforter is very close to the word that Alan just said, and it's called parakletos. You hear that there's a similarity here. I am so excited once we started digging in because the Holy Spirit has the word comfort, has a Greek meaning comforter in there. And so here we are, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. That's what that word means that he said. And the Holy Spirit, the parakletos, is our comforter. That's the good news. He is our comforter. We can take comfort when we mourn, when we experience loss, because there is comfort given by God through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So this comfort we speak of this morning that we find in the Beatitude in Matthew, this parakalio comfort, is the same comfort that Paul talks about in his second letter to the church at Corinth. I'm going to read this. It's uh, three, four, five, six, seven, five verses. But every time you see the word comfort on the screen, you say comfort. I'm going to let you guys do the comfort here, okay? You'll be surprised. There's a lot of comforts in this passage. Praise be to God, the fa- to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and the God of all who in all our troubles so that we can those in any trouble with the we ourselves receive from God. Are you getting comfortable? Okay. Um, For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also are abounds through Christ. If we are distressed, it is for your and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm. Because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our... That's a lot of comfort, isn't it? Yeah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God and God alone. Father, Jesus Christ, the comfort of all who comes for such a time as this when we experience mourning and loss. Coupling this passage of the beatitude of the day with um, those who mourn are blessed because they will be comforted, what that tells us is that we too can be comforters in Jesus' name. God comforts us. That's where our source comes. But God uses us, you and me, to be that source of comfort for one another in his name. We are an extension of Jesus Christ in this world. We get to be the hands and feet of Christ, and that includes comforting one another in our losses. I am so grateful for the people in this room and beyond who have comforted me in my losses, whether it was, you know, my parent or when, you know, my kids left home and I was a mess or different things in my life, the losses, you've been hands and feet of Jesus for me. We are called to be a blessing. Be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. 
So throughout Jesus' life, throughout his ministry, throughout his teachings, if you spend any time at all in Scripture, you find that what Jesus tells us is it's like 180 degrees from like normal, everyday thinking, isn't it? Like you almost have to do an upside down sometimes, and uh, uh, upside down from what we expect, from, from what even sometimes makes logical sense to us. Turn things upside down, and, and the Beatitudes are no different. <laughs> no different. To, to think we're blessed when we lose that which is most dear to us, it seems completely out of whack with normal thinking, at least at first. At least at first. But then when we dig a little bit, we, we realize that it is only when we lose that which is most dear, now that which we've been counting on, that, that's which we've been leaning on, that which we've been depending on. It's, it's only when we lose that that we realize that it is God and God alone who is truly most dear to us. It's God and God alone who can truly heal a hurt. Nothing else can truly heal a hurt. And it's God and God alone who can turn that hurt into help, help blessing us to be a blessing to those we come in contact with, blessing us to be the hands and feet of Christ, never wasting a hurt, yours or mine. As, as my brother uh, Carl Kirk, who was in the first service, shared his, he always shares this on Sunday. I say, how are you, Carl? He says, I'm blessed by the best. And then when we're blessed by the best, that gives us the opportunity to bless, to be a blessing to the others, doesn't it? Yeah. And so as we transition into a time of reflection and prayer, and we're going to have Holy Communion, there's um, some questions that I'd like to ask all of us, and I'm just going to pause for a moment between each question as you think about it. So the first question is, kind of painful what is it that um that you've lost that is most dear to you have you allowed god to embrace you in that loss hold you carry you And then finally, how is God going to use you to be an extension of the good news of Jesus Christ to others? We are blessed richly by God, and we are called to be a blessing to others. Let's live that and let's believe it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, as we, um, as we take a look at this beatitude and, and the others, it really does seem to be upside down thinking, but, but you, um, you're not status quo. <laughs> and and you did turn things upside down. 
You came for the least, the last, and the lost. Um, you left the 99 to find the one. You just showed with your very life the depth of your love. Thank you for listening so to the message from Connection As we enter into this Church. time. For more information and to find Holy out more Communion. about our ministries, you can visit us on our I website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.